Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring. Yes, we have it all. Well, today we are at Season 5, Episode 23. I have noticed lately probably within the last year, that a lot of the pictures that I see of interiors, kitchens, dining rooms, living rooms, even bedrooms, there are a lot more area rugs, we want to call them that, runners, and people are using them no matter what their mode is for interiors, whether it's contemporary, farm, um, traditional, there, I see a lot of those. And so today, our guest is Nick Montla, who is the owner of Rug Treasures in Scottsdale. Hey, Nick, thanks a lot for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, Nick, let's get started. First of all, I do want to mention that you have been in the rug business, the rug business, for many years, right? Yes, ma'am, about four decades. Yeah, you didn't just drop off the rug truck recently. <laughs> No, ma'am. I've been in the business long enough. Yeah. And so there's a lot of questions that a lot of people have, mainly me, because I I think um, I stand for the cross-section of people. And I'm wondering, and I'm sure everybody else is, what is the difference between a Persian rug and an Oriental rug? Well, <clears throat> Persian rug practically is a rug that comes from Iran. It's hand-knotted in the country of Iran. Oriental rug is a term that is used for all hand-knotted rugs. Practically, Oriental rugs, it's an umbrella that covers all hand-knotted rugs, whether it's made in Turkey, whether it's made in China, Iran, or even in some of the European countries. They're all called Oriental rugs. It's referred to be done by hand. Oh. So these rugs are made by hand? Yes, they're made by hand. All the stitches are done by hand. Normally it's used a loom to set up and they're all made on the looms. The term of oriental rugs applies to all the rugs that are made hand knotted. It's like a car, that any car, whether it's made in Japan, made in England made in the United States, it's called car, but so Oriental rug is a general term of any handmade rugs. Okay, what if the rug is made by machine? Is it still called a Oriental rug? It says a machine-made Oriental pattern, right? But yes, Oriental pattern, but all the machine-made rugs could be made a copy of Persians, Indians, Chinese, or uh, wherever that they would like. Or most of the time, they create new patterns for these uh, machine hmm. products. So um, let's talk about the cost. Is the cost less expensive if it's a machine-made rug as opposed to handmade? Absolutely, absolutely. I should say that the... Uh, Price determination of a handmade rug normally is because of the labor hours that was used. 80% of price of a rug, it's 
because of its labor hours. In average, it takes about six months to a year to make a hand-knotted rug versus a machine-made rug comes off of a machine in, in 15, 20 minutes. Wow, different, big difference. Well, do they have machine-made rugs that come from uh, Turkey or uh, Persia or wherever? Yes, they do have actually most of those countries that they have hand-knotted rugs. They do make also machine-made rugs. Number one country right now in the world is Turkey. Turkey makes more machine-made rugs than any other country. Of course, it used to be Belgium. Nowadays, it's Turkey. Belgium made rugs? I didn't know that. Well, the machine-made industry actually started in Belgium. Oh. Yeah, it it started in Belgium. And for many, many, still, Belgium is making a lot of rugs. But the majority of them are being catered to Europe rather than America. But still, we do have some rugs in this country that is being sold by Belgium. Are there any rugs made in America that are handmade? Absolutely. There are, the, there are some hand-knotted rugs that are made by the Indians, uh, such as... The Nana. American Indians? Yes. Okay. Yeah, which most of them are flat weave. Most of them, they're not piled rugs. But yes, we do have some American-made rugs, sure. I understand that the pattern will then denote the tribe. I think that's what very much so. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it, it, it differentiates the tribe that it's made in there. The majority of what we receive here, they're Navajo made. It's made by the Navajo tribes. Oh, okay. So when you look at a rug, can you tell where it's made without knowing? No. I should say almost 95%, 99%, 97%. Yes, I can. Sure. Okay, so there's no little tag that says made in China? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you you, you wonder. But uh, yes, I can tell almost what rug was made, especially if they're hand-knotted and all where, which region, which country. Uh, I, I, I can't tell as a professional, but it's a little difficult for... Uh, general public to tell the difference between a real hand knotted or a good machine made. I I should say that the, one of the major questions that people ask is how can we differentiate between a a good rug and a bad rug? Which uh, I suggest that the very first. Uh, indication would be the density of the rug. Whether it's machine-made whether it's or hand-knotted, the denser the rug, it's more material, more time. Even the machine has to insert more time to weave the rug. And if it is a hand-knotted, definitely, if you have to weave 100 knots per square inch versus 500 knots per square inch. So it takes five times as much. So eventually, it'll be much more durable. And of course, as the knot density goes up, 
the price, whether it's machine made or hand that the price goes up as well. Hmm. Interesting. I saw a video one time of hand-knotted rug being made. It was huge. So not just one person works at this rug at one time. There's a whole group of them, right? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, they made a rug for one of the uh, Arabian sheikhs, uh, I think in the Emirat, that the rug was measuring, I guess, uh, if I'm not mistaken, about 15, 16,000 square feet. So... Yeah, that can't be made in one person's lifetime. No, it took uh, it took eight and a half years, almost all together. Thirty people worked on it, and they all have to have that same technique, right? Because if if you're working, I know just uh, working on a quilt, everybody has to have the same system or the same technique. So if you get a bunch of people in a village, they all have to use that same exact technique, so it doesn't look different, right? Absolutely. It has to be all evenly done because the strength of the hand is different on each person. But a project like that has at least three, four quality manager that constantly they watch to see if anything goes wrong. They will inform the weaver that this part has to be changed or this part has to be tightened more. So constantly there are people who control the quality because no matter what uh, when 30 people 40 people are weaving there will be some differences which mm. they control and they make sure that the rug is woven evenly so rug making is i think passed down to generations right uh it used to be like that now Part of it is being passed down with generation is some of the countries such as Iran is still doing the same thing that uh, they try to hold to their uh, secrets of some of the rugs. The same, some parts of Afghanistan and some part of Turkey also, they just make original rugs. Uh, when I say original means the pattern and the design that was created in that region, that area, is being woven. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, we do dictate a lot of different designs and patterns and colors to a lot of manufacturers. These manufacturers are big manufacturers in India. They, they, they employ up to 10,000 beavers. But uh, we can dictate some of the... Uh, colors to them but in some of the cities in turkey or afghanistan or iran the rug is made original means that you cannot tell them what to do because they consider the rug as a piece of art so the artist whatever he feels he color wise design wise he puts it in that's interesting. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions after I talk about Studio 41. Studio 41 has showrooms, 13 of them, in Illinois and one in Scottsdale. So I'm lucky that I'm able to visit that showroom and use it as my source for all of my plumbing supplies, my cabinet hardware. And you can also go in there for cabinetry, mirrors, uh, shower doors. But if you're not living in Arizona or Illinois, you can always go on their website and they you can shop 
on their website at shopstudio41.com. This is an amazing business. They have so much to offer. And and I have no problem getting, well, I can't say all the product because of the supply chain, but they're right there for me every time I need something. So if I were you, I would definitely visit their website, shopstudio41.com. Hey, Nick, while you were talking about, um, I guess, custom rugs and all that, what kind of materials do they use to make the rugs? Majority of hand-modded rugs are made with wool, their wool. Some of them are wool and silk, especially finer rugs. But the majority, I should say, almost 90% of all the hand-honored rugs in the world is made out of wood. Okay. I do know that if you buy a, who I want to say, a less, ex, a very less expensive rug in America, um, some of it sometimes are made out of polypropylene. Um, you can tell that didn't come from Iran or Persia. Um, but... Um, hmm. what is the price point of a rug? Now, it goes all over the board, I'm sure, because we can talk about a 2x4, a runner, an 8x10, but let's just, for instance, say an 8x10 rug. I use that as the average size. What would the price be for something like that? Well, I should say that probably in machine-made industry, you can find an 8x10 for 200 bucks all the way to could be even $2,000. Okay, so from 200 to 2,000. It depends what it is. For example, Karistan is a brand name that they make. They make uh, wool rugs, but machine made, very high quality. They're very, very well known. Some of their machine made wool rugs in eight by 10 probably lands right around $2,000. Yeah. Now, if it's a machine made, um, how can you tell? Do you flip it to the back and see how the knots are or if there's glue or anything? Yeah, well, if there's a glue, most likely is uh, a tufted rug. If there is no glue, but you can see the back of it, the majority of machine made rug cannot be folded in one side. Means that on the width you cannot fold them. You can roll them on the length because of the way the knot is that you cannot fold them. Now, you what can... is a tufted rug? A tufted rug is a practically a design of a hand-knotted rug that instead of being woven into the foundation is inserted by a uh, device <laughs> which is called gun, gun tufted. And it's the process is much faster doing that. They insert all the fibers inside the canvas. And once the whole pattern is done, they glue the back. Oh. So the fibers will not come out because at the bottom they're glued. They are very, very reasonably priced. And they look like a hand-knotted rug on the face, but eventually, because of having the glue substance at the bottom, and not only they hold a lot of uh, odors with them, eventually, if any kind of liquid drops on it, will cause deterioration of that glue, and that part of the rug eventually is going to be gone. Wow. 
So the, the rug looks good. It's wonderful. Uh, it's not to me 100% healthy, uh, but it serves a purpose. And once you're done with it for a few years, you just have to toss it out. It has no value. Yeah. Now we're talking about the odor of the glue and some people might say, eh, but not a big deal. I happen to have a client that is extremely sensitive to outgassing. So if she had her druthers, it would not be a tufted rug. It would either be machine or handmade because those two don't have any of the uh, chemicals in there, right? That's right. Okay. I, that's what I would suggest. Let's Especially, talk about hand, I mean, let's talk about custom rugs, because a lot of times people will say, hey, I like the rug, I like the pattern, but I'm not crazy about the color. Do they have a choice of having a custom rug made with the colors of their choice? Absolutely, they do have choice. Of course, within the patterns that we have, uh, or any other dealer has, there are certain rugs that we can definitely make them to their request with their own colors. But remember, even if we try to work on it 24 hours every day, still we are looking at five to eight months before we get the actual rug. It depends well, upon the size. You know what they say, if it's... It's worth waiting for if you really want that item. So I don't see where, especially now with the supply chains, I think people are getting used to waiting. So if you want a custom rug, five to eight months would not be a problem, I think. Unless you're in a hurry, then you can get what you get, right? Absolutely. Especially with a lot of the new abstract designs, uh, we have a lot of flexibility for example, if they find a rug that it's a 12 by 18 yeah. and they say, oh, we love this rug. I wish it was a 9 by 12. We can yeah. cut that rug in half because we are not going to lose any kind of design on it. All the abstracts. Uh, how oh, sure. Yeah. And so we have some of this flexibility. And as well, we make a lot of rugs in different colors and different color palettes. So if they find something in different size or different category, most likely we'll be able to cater them. But nevertheless, there are some clients, they come in and they would love to have something made specifically for them with their own colors and with their own also designs and sizes. Mm -hmm. What is the most expensive rug that walked out of your showroom? Uh, I have sold some rugs about hundred thousand. A hundred thousand? Yes, ma'am. One ma rug. Yes, ma'am. And how big was that rug? Wow, that's a lot for. Yeah, a rug. well, that was a very special twelve by uh, seventeen Persian Tabriz, mm -hmm. uh, which was made by a an artist who is gone, and his arts are very very valuable. I believe the gentleman who purchased the rug, he can uh, possibly sell the rug for probably 200, 250 today because it's a collectible rug. It's not just a rug. It's a piece of art that will not be repeated. So it's an investment. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, th sometimes there are people who put their 
rugs in their will. So if somebody inherits a rug, how can they tell what it's worth? Uh, I think the best way to find out is to get some counseling from a professional to find out what they have, what they don't have. Or uh, normally a lot of people call me and I ask them at least to send me some pictures of the rug and the size. And also I will ask them to uh, drop a penny and get a close-up picture of the back of the rug so I can determine how densely is woven. Yeah, sometimes if it's a big rug, it's hard to come into your showroom with their rug, right? Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, the rugs are extremely heavy. I mean, they are very heavy, and they're hard to move around. Yeah, um, especially since you said they can't be folded if they're uh, made on a loom, right? Yeah, if they are machine-made, they cannot be uh, folded. But nevertheless, uh, the average weight of a machine-made uh, versus the same size handmade is almost one-fourth because uh, the synthetic material that they use is extremely light in weight. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, since the rug is not going to be as dense as a handmade, an 8 by 10 let's say machine-made probably weighs about 15 to 20 pounds, but the same in a handmade weighs about 80 pounds. 80 pounds? Yes, when it's hand-knotted. It depends what kind of hand-knotted, if it is a heavy-duty Tibetan or Chinese, it, it's even more than that. Yeah. Do they typically put fringe at the end of their rugs when they make them, or is that an you option? Know, fringe is actually a part of the rug. Fringe is the continuation of the foundation. So the fringe actually goes through the whole rug. So it's it's part of a rug. So it becomes part of the weave, or actually the fringe is yes. part of the weave. Oh, got it. It's part of the weave. Uh, sometimes they will let it to be shown, so you will see the rugs with the fringes but nowadays especially more modern rugs the people do not like to have the fringes because number one enemy is the backing you know of the fringes so mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of new products they do not have fringes mm -hmm. what are you seeing as the most common patterns or colors what's the trend nowadays well the trend has been uh, last couple of years, uh, I should say, all shades of grays and all shades of lighter blues has been, and silver, they have been dominate colors. And as well, abstract design has been number one. But oh. uh, yes, abstract design is number one design selling right now, uh, especially the exotic ones that we have had not only their wool and silk, they're also trimmed on the face in a way that it's more three-dimensional, so they look very, very elegant. Yeah. Do you sell a lot of round rugs? Yes, we do. Majority of the round rugs are sold for the little kitchenette, you know, by the, the, the uh, you know, kitchen in a larger home. 
uh, that's where we sell round rugs. As well, some of the round rugs, they make a really nice look as an entryway. Yeah, a if your walls of, and, you know, will work yeah, with and it. A lot yeah. of people like that round and having a little nice uh, little table and a box of flowers as they walk in. I've seen it. Uh, but as you said, a lot of runners are being used nowadays. Yeah, I noticed that. A lot of runners, especially majority of kitchens and laundry rooms and, and they use and hallways, they use a lot of runners. Uh, they will put a handmade Persian rug in their laundry room? Not necessarily. Majority of people who love Persian rugs and they know that their quality and their prices, they use those rugs in a more... Uh, visible rooms and the rooms that they do not get a whole lot of traffic and the majority of people put less expensive rugs in their laundry room or in their guest rooms when you come back and you do another podcast with me we're going to talk about how to take care of rugs because i was just going to ask you how common is it to put a rug in a kitchen well i see a lot of runners in kitchens uh, depending on the size of the, and the shape of the kitchen but i would think that the rugs take a lot of abuse because i know myself when i'm cooking or washing dishes i'm spilling water all over the place um, so i would think that you have to be really careful with a rug in the kitchen well, you don't have to be really careful because the rugs, they can take a lot of abuse. They can, but overall, you should have those rugs in the more high traffic area to be washed more often than a formal living room or a formal dining room. Hmm. Well, Nick, I've got to talk about monogram appliances first. These are the appliances that are very smart, intelligent. They have their own app. You can put it on your phone, and you could control your dishwasher, your oven. But you can't have an app without a smart, um, without a smart uh, appliance. The only way this app works is if you have it synced in with the appliance. So there's no way to go to your store, get an appliance that is not set up to be a smart appliance, and then use the app. So I would suggest to get more information, go to monogram.com or go to your local appliance store and talk about these touch, feel, um, monogram appliances are state-of-the-art. I love them, and I use them all the time. So I would suggest checking that out to make sure that you actually um, have the app working with your appliance. Hey, Nick, we're running out of time. I okay. love this. I, I love these uh, rugs. I'm using them a lot in my designs. I, as you know, have one client that has them all over the house. And I want you to come back and talk about the maintenance, how to care for them, because even though they're tough, I guess, you really have to take care of these things, especially if you spend a lot of money on them and you want to pass them on to your heirs or your friends, whoever, right? Yes. So we, I'll be delighted to talk about that. And as well, on the next podcast, I will have some handout for how 
to take care of a rug when you run into some issues of staining or dropping some wine. So I have a little pamphlet that I can mail to all the clients that will respond to your podcast. Yes, and I, as always, I give them my email address and they, they can always email me and ask for the handout. So in the meantime, I want to thank you for taking the time to explain to us the differences between the rugs and they are beautiful. They actually finish your design, whether it's a living room, a bedroom, a kitchen, a dining room, a foyer. I love them. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show, and please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts, and don't forget to share them with your friends, I tell you, every single week. Don't keep these, this information and these podcasts a secret. Share them. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And like I said before, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com if you want any information from Nick about rugs. And then be sure to uh, stay tuned for, oh, probably in a couple of months, we'll give Nick a break so that he can do his own thing in his showroom. And then we'll have him back to talk about caring for these rugs. So, Nick. Thank you so much for taking the time. Have a great day. Thank you very much for having me, and you as well have a great day. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye.